Welcome to Bonjour Bitch. My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week, I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches. Welcome to this week's episode of Bonjour Bitch, and today we're going to be discussing growing up as an expat with my wonderful friend, Ruth She. Hi. 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 So let's get started. Tell me a bit about where your family originates from and where you were born. So both my parents are from Hong Kong, and I was born in the States, basically just to get the passport literally born there in San Francisco and then I think a week later went back to Hong Kong and then yeah I grew up there for 12 years. And when did you leave the USA and so you went back so you were what two three weeks old? Probably I I really don't remember it could be like a month who knows I don't remember. And then you went back to Hong Kong? Yes. And then where did you move to next after Hong Kong? So stayed there for 12 years. And then my parents, unfortunately, they divorced. And so we followed my mom and my stepdad, who's French. And because of his job, they transferred him to, he got a promotion. And they transferred him to Manila in the Philippines. I remember that phone call, like when my mom called me and told me the news, I just broke down because like Hong Kong's home to me, it was always home, all my friends, like I grew up there. So never did I ever think that we would leave. And so when she broke the news to me, I just said no and I hung up. But obviously, you know, I was 12 years old. And then before I knew it, packed our bags up, all the furniture, everything. And yeah, we moved with my mom, my stepdad and my two brothers. And How frequently did you move home? So I feel like moving is like the major theme in my life because even when we lived in Hong Kong, we just constantly moved like apartments and houses like every two years. It was only until, you know, living with my mom and stepdad that there was some stability. So even though we moved countries, we always stayed in the same house. So in the Philippines, we stayed, I think we just stayed there for a year. And then after that, we moved again to Shanghai. And then you were in Shanghai for how long? We were there for eight years. So love Shanghai. I treat it as second home just because, you know, most of my teenage years were there. All of my friends there that I even, they're here today, Lily, Kamara. Shout out to Lily and Kamara. (laughs) How did the moves impact you and your family? It must have been tough. Did it ever get easier? Did Mm. it ever seem softer in a way? I think towards the end, I just got used to it and it's allowed me to adapt, you know, to not only like different places, but sometimes different situations, especially like growing up and, you know, moving from job to job. It just became easier to make friends, um, get to know people a bit more just because I think it's made me more open minded. And Tell me a little bit more about your stepdad. How did he incorporate his French culture into your upbringing? He would, every summer, take us to his hometown in Brittany. Um, And it was every summer, no excuse. And we'd spend approximately a month and a half 
staying there and being with his family. So that's how we sort of got to know his, you know, childhood, his parents, his entire family, you know, all the kids, the cousins, everyone. He didn't really speak French at home um, just because, you know, by the time him and my mom got together, me and my brothers, we were old enough and, you know, English was our first language. Um, so he'd speak English to us all the time. But yeah, I would say like it was only during the summers where we got to really see who he is, who he was. So back at home, for example, when you were living in Asia with him, he never really incorporated French cultural aspects of life within the home life. No, not really. Not really. I don't think so. I mean, it, I think it was also the expat life that impacted him. So he he was just such a busy man, like every every day, even on the weekends, he would be in the office, except for maybe Sundays, he would just be at home. And Sundays is when we would do our brunch. Every Sunday we'd have brunch with him because that's the only time we got to spend with him. But like literally Monday to Saturday, we wouldn't really see him except for the evenings. I just want to come back on this. You said that English is your mother tongue. Yeah. How come English was your mother tongue, even though you were brought up in Hong Kong so that's such a shame and like people mock us for it like my brothers and I um, I think it's mainly my dad's fault like he he really wanted us to be more I don't know more international than more Chinese and so growing up he he would be the one just speaking English to us it was just in the household and then he made sure that we got into the international schools and hence that's why like we have the American accent it's all because of the schools like even for Apollo my son I want him to know how to speak Mandarin just because I never had that and I find it a real shame and a real loss mm. because, you know, obviously you know how language is so important yeah. and the more you know, like, it's just it's just such a benefit and it's quite hard right now because obviously being in London and then I don't speak Mandarin, um, so I can only rely on my mom and we try and call her every day, but it's, it's, it's difficult. So I'm hoping to send him to like Chinese classes. <laughs> you should, but you do you not understand any Mandarin? Do you understand a so, little bit? So my dialect is actually Cantonese. I can okay. understand everything in Cantonese, but because I never really spoke it, it's just very, very awkward for me to speak. I can, and I can try and do it, but it's just very weird for me. Whereas with Mandarin, because I grew up in Shanghai, obviously the dialect there is Mandarin. Um, and that was one of the main subjects we had at school. And so it's easier for me to speak it without feeling awkward. Okay. And so I can speak it, but it's not fluent. And so for the moment, the only point of contact that Apollo has with Mandarin is through your mum, yep. who moved back to Hong Kong. Yep. Um, yeah, that's quite tough. And does he answer back in Mandarin to her? So if if my mom tells him to repeat something in Mandarin, he'll repeat it. Obviously, no, he won't. It's I think it's just the fact that my mom isn't present, like not physically here. It's mm. more difficult. So yeah, so he still replies in English. <laughs> but he's going to German school now, right? He's going to German nursery. I don't know if that's even doing anything because Garen, my husband, refuses to speak German to him. I have to remind him. And his reason is because he feels like if he speaks German to Apollo, he won't understand, 
which it doesn't make any sense because he's at nursery and he's got German all around him. Yeah. Yeah. I need some of you to tell him off because it's just... I already have. I've already tried it. I just don't understand. He's an Apollo's, what, three? He's three. And he, like, as soon as I remind Garen to speak German to Apollo, and he does, Apollo will understand what he's saying, but he'll reply in English. So the fact that he can reply to the question... It means he understands. He understands. Yeah. So yeah, Garen just needs to be whipped. He just needs to be told. <laughs> does i hope he listens to this episode that'll be amazing he'll be like ah oh, rules why you say these things <laughs> very well, bad accent imitation by the way how hmm. do you compare moving countries from when you were a child to doing it as an adult school definitely moving countries as a child meant moving schools and making new friends and that was really hard and it was hard for my brothers as well like psychologically and so when we moved to Shanghai we went to the American school and I actually didn't like it I don't like environments that are very clicky mm. and it really was for me it was and um, but you know I didn't mind it I just knew I had to face it but for my brothers they just thought the school was just too massive because it was a very very large complex and it would affect my brothers every day. They'd wake up, cry, just didn't want to go. And so in the end, my stepdad and mom made the decision to like move us to a different school. And so we moved to this other international school, but it was occupied by like the Chinese curriculum. And so there were no white kids. So the first time when we visited, my brothers were like, where are the white, where are the white kids? We don't see any white kids. But best school ever, such a great environment very nurturing all the teachers you know great and everyone was on equal levels there was no like groupies no cliques um, and even though the majority of students were like Chinese by ethnicity most of them were still also international and I think Lily was the only white girl at that school Lily that we'll be talking to in another episode. So you'll learn all about Lily and she'll be on an episode with her husband as well, Owen. And then, so you said moving countries as a child was always relative to schools, but yeah. moving countries as an adult, which you did when we met at yeah. uni in Italy, for example, and then you moved to Germany and then you moved to the mm. UK. How has that compared? I enjoyed it more growing up because you get so used to it when you're a kid, a teenager, that in the end, you kind of crave for it. Like you can't sit still anymore. It's just, even with Garen, cause he also grew up the way I did. Yeah. Like we've been in London for five years and we're already like feeling itchy. Like yeah. we kind of want to like get to the next country or whatever. So it, I think it, in a way it does affect you growing up in that you want to keep moving. And there are good sides to it, but I guess the annoying side is you don't really know where home is. There's no like stability, like quote stability. Yeah. Um, so we're both still trying to figure out where is home. And that, I think that's also stopped us from buying in London, even though we could, you know, use it for an investment, but we're just still searching. Do you not feel though that... I understand your perspective that you've now got itchy feet because you've mm. been used to it. Um, and on a very different scale, I've been used to traveling my whole mm -hmm. life. And if I stay put mm -hmm. for more than five or six weeks mm -hmm. without traveling, 
I then get the urge to, I need to go somewhere for a weekend or I need to go somewhere for a week. Not necessarily move, Mm. um, but the fact that it's affected you so deeply when you were a child and the fact that it affected your brothers as well Mm. so much, are you not worried that potentially moving at this stage when Apollo Mm. is only three, Mm. that that would then happen again to him as well? Not really, because now he's quite young. I don't think he'll remember too much. And for me, it was more what affected me more when we moved was really the schools. And so for me, I'm more paranoid about the schools that Apollo will get into. It's just a matter of I don't even know, like, I don't even know if it's research. I don't even know if it's visiting. I'm just always conscious of the types of kids at that school, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas my parents were always about face status because it was like that in Hong Kong. It's all about what schools you get into you're privileged basically and so I don't want that for Apollo I mean I definitely want him to experience moving around and I think as long as Garen and I are very supportive of him because my parents although they were there we had nannies and they became our go-to my parents didn't really know I don't think what we went through like during all these school changes and even the divorce so it was really hard So I just am very cautious about the schools that Apollo will get into. I know I can't control everything, but I just want to make sure that he doesn't experience that insecurity or that, you know, psychological Mm. whatever. There's only so much I can do in the end, but I, I just know what it's like. So I don't want him to go through that. Do you think that the fact that your parents weren't as present in your lives made this constant moving and expat life Mm. harder for you definitely yeah it was only until I think we grew up more I was able to like talk to my mom more because in the beginning it was just it was really hard because she was going through so much stuff Mm. you know with my dad and like all the financial burden she could care less about you know about Mm. what we were going through she just wanted to make sure that we could still go to school we still had food on the table you know we still had like tutors or whatever so it's hard because you also as you grow up you also understand your parents you know situation yeah it's really a tricky one I think when you experience it yourself and you know both sides you can try and be more aware Mm. and that yeah do the best that you can do there one place that you consider home shanghai i guess above hong kong yeah definitely even though now your mother and yeah, siblings for 100%. and family live in hong kong why i have i just too many bad memories of hong kong and it's for me as well just such a congested toxic city um i wouldn't ever want to live there because for anyone who's ever been there or has lived there or has been an expat you know that It is a privilege to be an expat in Hong Kong, but if not, you know, you're living in a box and life is very difficult. It's either very, you're at the top or you're at the bottom. There's no in the middle. And I think for the teenagers there especially, it's a very toxic environment Mm. from what I've heard, but this is only my opinion. And when moving countries and changing cultures so many times, what would you use as your comfort in these new surroundings? I just look into myself 
I just tell myself, you know, you've been through this before. It's nothing new. You just roll with it. Were you and your brothers very tight throughout all of these changes? Because what's the age difference with your brothers? Two and, yeah, three and two years. Okay. So, yeah, I don't even know how to explain it. We were close and then we weren't close. I think it's harder on boys that don't really have a father figure to yeah. guide them because in the end my my father committed suicide so it's really tough for them it was tough for me as well but i don't know i think i learned to grow thicker skin and deal with it mm. whereas i think for boys it's a bit different and so you know they've had to seek therapy and that's great that they finally you know did that but it's kind of hard. It's like when you're young, you're quite close. But then as we grew older, it just we just became more distant. Yeah. And I think it just takes a lot of time and patience to sort of rebuild the relationship. We're at a good stage now where we communicate, you know, with respect. Because before, you know, we just swear at each other, like fight, whatever. But now we're kind of like, hey, we're in our 30s. You can't swear at me. You can't talk to me like this anymore. Yeah. Because it was almost bullying. And so I think we've, yeah, we've learned and we're trying to be more respectful towards one another. It's hard for me to talk to my brothers about our past because it's just, it gets very complicated. But I think they know that seeing as how I, like how I overcame it, mm. you know, that I've got my husband, that I have a steady job, that I have a child, which was very different to how my parents, you know, had it. Yeah. Hopefully they can see that, and I know they do. And I know that they also hope to have that stability because I think that's the main theme for my brothers and I is just to have stability. What's funny, though, is that so you've continued with the expat life mm. and it looks as if you're going to continue with it in the future as well. However, your brothers, who both studied abroad... yeah. Then in the recent last few years, mm. both of them have gone back to Hong Kong. Do you think for them in some way ending or putting on pause mm -hmm, their mm -hmm. expat life is a way for them to sort of go back to their roots and understand more who they are? Or do you think it's a way of saying, that's it now, I need some stability, I need to stay put, I need to go back to where I'm from? I don't really think it's any of those because so actually it's just my youngest brother that's back in Hong Kong. Okay. The other one is still in the States. I think they both wanted in the beginning just to get out of their past. And so they both actually moved to the States initially. Mm. And they could because, you know, they had the passport, whatever. Yep. So they took advantage of it and just studied there. But the reason my younger brother went back to Hong Kong is because my grand uncle asked him to take over the business. And at that point, my little brother was just so lost in what he was doing with his life that it just came at the right time. So whether it was Hong Kong or anywhere else, as long as it's, you know, with fa within family, he mm -hmm. would have he would have gone anywhere. I don't think it really has to do with like his roots or whatever. Okay. And with my other brother, you know, he's finding it steady there and he enjoys it there. So, Amazing. yeah, I think he's found his stability for now. And... When you met your husband, who's German, Geron, that we discussed before a bit, did you bond straight away over being young expats? No. Or were there just so many no. expats? Hell no. No. <laughs> he was a D-I-C-K. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> you can say it. The title of the podcast is Bonjour Bitch, so it's fine. I think that only, like, we only realize that afterwards. But no, in the beginning, it was like, player, didn't like him. I was in, like, I was very attracted to him. But then I found out, you know, whatever, he, he's just... Yeah, he's just a player and nothing ever happened. And our relationship was just was just very, very gradual. Like li- li- literally we were doing distance for what, five, seven years. And then we only actually really started living together when I interned in Munich. And that's when you visited me yeah. for Oktoberfest. And we shall leave it at that. <laughs> uh, we had an amazing weekend. Uh, flash visit hint, for Oktoberfest. Hint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But did you ever realize that because you were an expat, you maybe had a broader type of men or? No, no, that didn't. No, I think the funny, the ironic thing is like we, I think even for Lily or even Kamara, I don't know, like you don't realize what expat actually means until you've grown up. Like, I think we took it for granted back Mm. then. Like we thought, oh, this is normal because, you know, you grow up in Asia and then you just keep moving because your dad gets promoted, whatever. I think maybe, at least for me, I thought it was normal. But now in my 30s, like that was a privileged life. Like, Mm. you know, we we had everything, but that never affected how I like, saw guys or whatever no never never and now that you live in london with your husband and you and your son apollo do you still consider yourself an expat now no ah i don't i don't know what i consider myself anymore so so up until when did you consider yourself an expat I think when we moved to paris because that was my dad's my stepdad's last move yeah And his offices, those are the headquarters. His headquarters are in Paris. I think it was when we bought that flat in Paris was when I kind of knew this is over, like expat life is over. So what do you consider yourself now? I don't know. Because you have, what nationalities do you have? American? I have an American, Hong Kong. What else do I have? I don't know. China, Chinese. It sounds so dodgy. It sounds as if you have like a drawer at home with all these passports in it. I have, no, I don't have a German one. I think I could apply, but I don't have one. So I have a China, Chinese one, a Hong Kong one, an American one. I feel like I have more, but I I don't think I do. (laughs) All legal, all legal. All legal. And then, so Garen has a German one. He has a German one. Apollo has a German, Hong Kong he a uk i know will, i was i will, was his person of yes, good standing he will get that soon for a three-year-old i had to fill out a paper saying that he's done nothing wrong in his life <laughs> and he can get an american one but only if i live there long enough okay but i think he's got enough to pick from no yeah he'll yeah. have one to get into the uk once brexit has happened <laughs> one to stay in the european union <laughs> Once everything's happened. His life is going to be so complicated. And then one Asian one. He'll be fine. Hey, options. Exactly. And how do you feel that growing up in such an international way has shaped your identity? Mm, I definitely think, just in my opinion, compared to others, I feel like I'm maybe more open-minded. And, like, I don't stereotype. And I feel like it's a real privilege to have that kind of perspective because you 
probably see things more differently than mm. than others and you can always maybe you know if someone has this opinion you know you can always give a different opinion and you just have also you have a global mindset I guess and definitely easier for me to adapt to as I said like different situations yeah different places meeting new people yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. Thank you. I feel like I blabbered a lot. No, it's been so interesting. Because the thing is, we've been friends for such a long time. Uh, I think it's 10 years this year. Yeah, and that's crazy. It's subjects that we've spoken about a bit mm. when we've gone for coffee mm. or lunch, etc. But it's never something that we particularly drilled down into. Yeah. More and more, what I get from this is that I think the term expat mm. is specifically for asia yeah you're probably right for myself growing up multicultural Mm -hmm. being born in a country and growing up in a country Mm -hmm. that i wasn't a national Mm -hmm. of or neither of my parents was i never felt like an expat i just felt european in general and i just feel that the expat thing is for example if you are of european origin and you go and live in asia or if you it's as if your physical aspect if it's different to what people are like mm-hmm. in the country where mm-hmm. you're living mm-hmm. then you're an expat mm-hmm. but it's really it's been really interesting it's time for the bitch fire round <laughs> It's now time for the bitch fire question round. Oh, I'm scared. So I will give you um, two options. uh, And the example is, for example, dog or cat. Oh, okay. Dog. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love the way you were like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. (laughs) And then the more we go on, the quicker it'll go. So are you ready? Oh, my God. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Bath or shower? Bath. ASOS or Zara? Zara. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Winter or summer? Uh, uh, summer. City or countryside? City. Vintage or new? Vintage. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. Nobody uses Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today on Bonjour Bitch. Do you want to remind everybody of your social media handle, if it's a public one? For sure. It's, if I remember it, she (laughs) (laughs) underscore official. F-F-I-C-I-A-L. I think that's how you spell it. <laughs> the other day we had somebody give out her email address. Oh my God. Yeah, which she, which then she realized, but it was hilarious. Anyway, thank you so much for coming in to chat thank with us. Thank you for having me. And um, tune in soon, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode and please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches. Bye.